JoeVertigan.com. This podcast episode number two of Title Towns Racing Champion Scott Hansen, brought to you by Munster Service Center. And we've covered the first one, Scott, the, the, the seasons of 1975 and 1976. Heading into 1977, you guys up uh, stepped your game up a little bit. Remember now, at the time in the mid-70s, the Boyce track burner chassis was kind of the big deal, and, and Gene Wheeler had brought him up here and run him for probably three or four years, and uh, Uncle Kurt struck a deal with Gene, and, and t- let, I'll let you take it from there. Yeah, we got that car. Uh, I don't know whose it was, if it was one of JJ. It might have been JJ's it, car, I believe, it, at the time. It was, and actually it's a car that Dave Marcus drove. Uh, they had it painted up as number 71. They ran it. The year prior in '76, at, at a show for at Seymour for Paul Kazarowski. so Marcus had run that car once for a special event himself there. Yeah, so we ended up getting that car. We brought it back. Uh, I believe that's the one we spray brown. We, we painted orange. Yes. And uh, probably we started out in De Pere back then, Kazarowski, and we were going between. Well, we were running then everywhere we could you know we would go De Pere, Luxembourg, Seymour, Shano, I mean Oshkosh we we tried to hit them all right with that car yep this is the orange 53 but now it was a back then you had a cool hauler too talking you had a big a bus for a hauler how did you acquire that was that a Bob Menner special or no well Bobby had a bus it was a short one uh that he used to pull his around his trailer around with and I said, hey, you think a guy could get a car inside of one of them? Right. And he's like, I'm sure you could, you know. So he knew a company up there. We bought a bus, brought it home, and uh, Doug Millar and I went. That's Jeff's brother, right? Jeff's yes. brother, Doug. Yep. And uh, we went and got a electric sprayer, and we went and got Schneider orange paint, <laughs> and uh, we painted this bus bright orange, and uh, Toad, Richard Smith, oh, yeah. guy from back in the day, had a pair of chrome side pipes from a Corvette Okay. that uh, we bolted kind of up underneath the driver's seat. And uh, <laughs> so this thing, bright orange with chrome side pipes wow. uh, that we put on this bus. And uh, that was our hauler. We cut the back off and uh, we just had a tarp that we, we went and got some ramps. And... Uh, we would actually drive right in the bus, and we just had a tarp on a ca- on a cable. That was the uh, we tried going down the road without it, and the dirt and dust would just vacuum would pull it in the back and would just about kill us going oh. down the road. Wow! So we ended up putting a, a tarp on a cable to, to close the hole up when we were going down the road. So to put the listeners in perspective, he's got a, a new to him uh, Boyce track burner chassis. And he he really has a coming out party, if you will. It was at, of all places at Luxembourg Speedway, which back then wasn't really one of the premier tracks. It was the third mile compared to the big half mile circuit at Seymour, Shano, and De Pere. But Scott ended up winning a big race there uh, in 1977. And uh, talk about there were some big names that were at that that show, uh, weren't there? There were. You know, I believe JJ and Roger, and uh, probably Roger Paul. Stiding. Because uh, I think that year, Roger Paul, I think, was driving for Bob Heinrichs. Yep. Uh, Wes Eckert was probably yes. up there then. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we went up there, and uh, we qualified one of the front couple of rows, and 
the track slicked over you right. know, pretty much right away. And uh, we went on and uh, we were able to win that. It was a thousand to win. It was a special. Which is a big deal in 77. It was a huge deal. And uh, the promoter had a late model event one weekend and a modified special the following weekend, I believe. And uh, it worked out where when we won the race, everything went well, everybody got paid. But the following week, and I, I don't know the promoter's name. Fritz Van. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, the boy who won the race went to get paid, and the promoter was gone. Oh, yeah. With all the money, and he had two great back-to-back weeks. Right. Uh, where he did well at that racetrack. Right. But then the trophy you guys won, was talk about that. It, it barely fit in the bus, right? It was over six foot tall. Right. It was, it was as tall as I was. And when we brought it into the bus, it wouldn't stand up. We had to literally lay it down, which was the way most of us were by the end of the night because right. <laughs> we partied pretty good that night. Uh, yeah, we had a lot of good times. Uh, we went from Luxembourg. We stopped somewhere on the way back there and ended up out at the runway bar in Oneida. Sure. I mean, it was an all-night party for a win that big for us. Well, that was your first big feature win. First feature win first, ever. First one ever, and it was the biggest one back then. Wow, and, and didn't you you needed an assist getting to the track, didn't you? We're uh, on our way to the racetrack in Bay Settlement, old 50, Highway 54, 57, would climb a pretty big hill out there, and the bus just did not have the power, and we're about only a quarter of the way up the hill and I'm running out of power and I'm downshifting and I feel this little tap from behind and I look in the mirror, Bobby Menner, uh, Ranger, Ranger City racer, I believe he called himself. One of the best. One of the best. He had his front bumper up against the back of mine and he literally pushed <laughs> me up that hill to get us, I don't know how the bus gained all the power on the way home. It had to be all the excitement we had, but wow. it ran a lot better on the way home than it did on the way there. So in 77, when you won that first feature, I mean, you're catching guys like Roger Regeth and, you know, Jerry Medina-Smith. They're kind of at the tail of their racing careers on dirt. Pete Parker was just kind of getting started. I mean, he, Pete has a phenomenal, he's a national dirt late model Hall of Famer. Uh, JJ was still very competitive on dirt. Roger Paul was a stud. Did these guys kind of take you on their wing, or was it a deal where you had to earn your respect back then in 1977? Oh, we had to earn it because I think Paul was running some specials at the pier back then. A lot of big specials, yeah. Yep. And I actually ended up winning one of those, and it was a little controversial with Roger the Bear Regeth. Oh, yeah. And uh, when I was under the grandstand there to go get paid, Roger pulled me aside, and them little short, fat fingers he had... Yeah were about an inch into my chest trying to explain to me that if I wanted to be around very long that I'd better, I had better learn some manner, mannerism to run against these guys. Right. And, uh, you know, a couple other guys that were great back then, Bobby Iverson and uh, his brother Herbie. Herbie, oh sure. Two great, great, they had, they had the cream of the crop equipment when they came down from Michigan. Those, if anybody was we we latched on to Bobby Iverson was one of the best. So you're well known with your your friendship and rivalry with Bobby Iverson in the 80s, but the truth is you guys mixed it up in the dirt for a couple of years at the pier because in 77, the modifieds that they had been racing were kind of phased out in the UP. That's when Herb ended up, he bought a car from Wheeler 
And I know Bob had, like you said, they had good equipment. Those guys were regular competitors down here, weren't they? They were. They'd come down every weekend. Uh, I think what got Bobby and I so close together is we were at the pier one night, and it was dusty. It was so dusty you couldn't see the past the hood of your car. And Bobby had gotten into the wall coming off of turn two, gotten into the wall, and when he came off of it, he was dead sideways in the racetrack. Ooh. And when I saw him, I was going to hit him dead in the driver's door, and I cranked it hard left as I could, and I took the carburetor right off the intake manifold of his car, unbeknownst to me that that's where I had hit him. And my car went another 50 yards down the racetrack, and before it was even stopped, I was out of the car running back to him because I thought there were not going to be good things back there. When, But when I got back there, you know, I luckily got turned far enough left and and like i said took the carburetor off the motor and bobby was okay a little shooken up but him and i became i think he thanked me yeah for not hitting him in the door so it, you know you had already been racing three years your what did your parents rose and, and roland think i mean did they support your racing career you were kind of still living at home but they gladly gave you the garage space didn't they they did. Uh, where we built the cars was the house they lived in. Yep. Um, it was just a little two-stall garage now. Uh, but when I was born, they had my dad and your grandpa and guys from the neighborhood had built the... The one the, down below, the two-stall No, garage. we were up on top of the hills well, yep, where we were working. Yep. That was the house yep, yep. that they lived in. Yep. When I was born, they built the, the house on the hill oh, right right they built a big garage around the back side of it but that was dad's garage i didn't get in that one yeah. <laughs> but uh, no they supported me they supported me well and it was it was a good time we had a lot of friends a lot of family a lot of participants at that garage all right that'll wrap up episode two we'll see you next week with another one stand by <laughs>